All right, today we're talking about something very important, and we're only talking about one thing today, and that is pretty much this tweet over here. Are you ready for the mother bull market? Because everything changed this weekend when the Fed effectively bailed out the banks. And what they're basically saying is that, that the money printers are actually going off again. We basically that we basically should expect money printing again. And you remember the last time what happened when the money printers went on. Well, this time probably isn't going to be any different. And we can see it because if you look at the charts, look at the charts over here, look at the Bitcoin chart. We had this bounce. This was the, the, the chart on the weekend. We had this bounce directly, directly, directly off this trend line. We've now got a perfect, perfect, perfect retest. You're also seeing something which I've never seen before. Look at the two-year treasury yield. Never seen anything like that happen ever before. Never, ever, ever seen anything like that happen ever before. What that shows you is that the market is expecting for the, the interest rates to go down, or in fact, maybe not to go up anymore, which is that's a massive shift when it comes to the Fed. And then we see the altcoins reacting, and we're going to talk about the altcoins and what you should be getting yourself into, because if you're not getting into the market now, it's going to be like not getting into the market just after the COVID crash. You're going to kick yourself. So that is what the show's about. If you're not awake, if you're just waking up, if it's earlier for you, because we changed our time to meet the US people, well... Out of bed, bitch, go. Get up, get up, and then they got gold. Time to wake up, time to wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Get up. be a crazy 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 show today let me tell you crazy show today because this market is moving so quickly we went from doomsday scenario to complete bull market but that's not a surprise if you remember what happened when there was the COVID correct correction the same thing happened we went from doomsday the end of the world everyone's going to die of some kind of virus the economy is going to be closed down forever to the most crazy bull run in the world and the reason why that happens is actually no surprise it's because what the Fed tend to do is they tend to follow a certain pattern or a certain path until something breaks. And when that something breaks, they do a complete U-turn, and that is exactly what they're doing now. And that could lead to what Arthur Hayes is describing as a motherfucking bull market. And I think it's going to be that it really is going to be such a big bull market. So listen, today's a big show, super important show. If your friends aren't here, wake them up. If you are here, let me know you are present. Jimmy, are you here? Yeah. Say present, bro. Yeah. Josh, are you here? Present. Amazing. Fred, are you here? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put Fred on because I can see. I can see him in the back office, and he's and he's, he's, uh, You can see his face, and that would just do everything else. All right. Long term holder. If you have say present, hammer time. If you have say present, um, Sylvie. She'll, Sylvie's here. She's present. Renato's present. As is present. 
Jay is present. Buck Nasty, I see you. Present, present, present. How many of you are here present for our big weekend stream? We had a massive weekend stream where I broke this all down for you. On that weekend stream, I pretty much told you this would happen exactly. I told you that the Fed cannot afford to increase interest rates. And now we're seeing exactly that. We're seeing that the market is starting to price in the fact that the Fed is not going to increase interest rates. When have you seen an interest rate chart? This is the two-year government yield, which shows what people believe interest rates will be in two years or for the next two years. Jimmy, are you eating during the show? Are you, are you sitting here eating during the show you, in the packet? You celebrate, okay, celebrate, celebrate quietly, celebrate quietly in the corner. But you can see that the market is predicting that interest rates are going to drop tremendously. In fact, you see, I've never seen a chart showing interest rates dropping by 25% in, in over two days, which is absolutely crazy because really, really, really everything changed over the course this weekend. That's what we're going to break down in the show today. We're going to look at the altcoins because have no doubt that an altcoin run is coming. I'm going to break down for you why we're getting this run. I'm going to break down for you what happened at Silicon Valley Bank and how everything changed. One of the most important shows that we've ever done. So listen, let's do this. What you need to do, uh, let me know you're present. Also, um, you need to subscribe to our channel. 611,000 subscribers, the fastest growing major crypto channel in the world. I cannot tell you how proud I am of us as a family. We're building we're building something amazing here. And if you if you have been with us as part of the journey, um, thank you. It's been it's been amazing. We're building, we're building an amazing, amazing, amazing community. Um, while I have you actually, we are also opening sniper school, Sheldon Sniper School. So if you want to become part of the sniper school community, so there's a link below to get you into sniper school. Use that link immediately because if you use it today, you have a higher chance of actually getting in, and only a few people will actually get in. Once you graduate from Sniper School, you're going to Sniper Trading University. And I, we, I saw the blueprint today for Sniper Trading University, which is a three-month everyday trading school, which is amazing, amazing, amazing. And then if you get that right, something amazing can happen. So just do it. Just trust me. I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow what it is, but it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. It really, really, really is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. All right. So let me know in the comments if you were here on the weekend. Let me know if you enjoyed the stream on the weekend. It was a absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy ass weekend. When in a weekend do you deal with a banking collapse? When have you ever dealt with a USD stablecoin doing this? I mean, when when have we had to deal with it? You know, I asked myself the same question, and I came I came up to the to the to this conclusion which i think will resonate with a lot of you that are watching the show and that a lot of you that are here in the chat but you know if you look at crypto in the last 12 months 12 months not even less than 12 months and you're still here you survived luna you survived three arrows capital you survived celsius you survived blockfi you survived voyager you survived ftx and solana you survived genesis dcg gemini you survived SEC taking on Paxos and BUSD. You survived the bank run. And now you survived USDC. I mean, really, if we don't deserve a bull market after this, then, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. We've just worked so hard. We've survived. It's not logical that we have to go through so many of these things. And then, and then we had to go through what happened this weekend, which was first we had a bank run. In that bank run, we found out that Circle had $3.3 billion in Silvergate Valley Bank. And, you know, that's what caused, that's what caused this market to, to collapse. 
And the stable coin went all the way down to, I mean, on this exchange, on OKX, which is one of our partner exchanges, it went down to 87 cents. On some exchanges, it actually went even lower. And I'm going to show you what to do and what I did when this happened. And I'm going to show you how you should do it because it's, we learned a very, very, very valuable lesson about how to trade these things. So that's what happened at the beginning of the weekend. But then over the weekend, things things got a little bit better. So things got a little bit better. And I want to show you what happened. So the first thing is Janet Yellen went on national television. And on national television, what she said is depositors don't have to worry about losing access to their money. That was a big, big, big statement from Janet Yellen because that almost gave us confidence that the Fed was going to backstop anything that anything to do with depositors. So that was the first thing that happened. The next thing that we happened is we got a, a statement from Jeremy Allaire. And in the statement from Jeremy Allaire from Circle, he said, look, we actually thought that this bank was going to go down. And we initiated a transfer before the cutoff time. We initiated a $3.3 billion transfer before the time. So we theoretically, we should be safe. And if we're not safe, we as Circle will stand behind us. And that, that got us, that us, that got us even, even more um, in a feeling of safety. Then we had something absolutely crazy happen. And this is where last night, you can see it was at my time, 10.43 p.m. last night. I said, guys, funding rates on Bitcoin have gone crazy negative. So what you can see with the funding rates is that there's a big, a lot of people wanted to go short. And the funding rates on going short was negative 20%. Now, I must say, I've only ever seen that once, and that is when the FTX collapse happened. But typically, when you see that happening, what you know is that you know that a lot of people are short. And if a lot of people are short, well, what do you know? You know that there's going to be a short squeeze, a squeeze of epic proportions. And that's exactly what happened. I actually tweeted about it last night at 10.45 p.m. And if you're not following me on Twitter, your loss, because you would have got this information. I said, look, funding rates and Bitcoin contract are in crazy negative territory. This is going to be the biggest short squeeze in a long time. I said, hold on tight and then respect the pump. And it was an epic, huge short squeeze, $252 million worth of shorts were destroyed, destroyed, basically creamed. And that is how we got to where we got to, where now we're trading at 22000 515. Now, I have to finish this show quickly because I have to be buying today. I don't think there's going to be many more opportunities to buy. We're going to talk about that as well. So we'll do the show very, very quickly because then after the show, we're going to be buying. And I said last night, I said, look, I said, there are three reasons for this pump. I said, first thing is the Fed needs to stop hiking rates immediately because that's the only way they're going to save the, the banking system. And we got that. The second thing is I said, people are worried about more banks collapsing and stable coins aren't safe. And we got that. And then the th I said, the third thing is we've got the biggest short squeeze in a long time. And then we got this, that. It's almost like we were living in a dream scenario where we said, look, it can be any one of those. And then we got all three. Basically all happening at once. The Fed can't continue to increase interest rates because if they do, they are going to break the banking system. People are worried about more banks collapsing. And they now realize that stable coins are actually a very bad place to be. This weekend was a warning shot to remind us how bad stable coins, or in fact, any centralized player in a decentralized world is. And if you didn't get a wake-up call this weekend when your USDC, because I know that you were in USDC. I know that because they were supposed to be, USDC is the, the safest 
stablecoin in the world. It's much more safe than Tether, right? Well, now you can see that because it relies on the banking system in the United States, it's not safe. Because if the banks go down, and now we're learning that it's very, very, very easy for the banks to go down, then any stablecoin provider which has money in these banks is actually susceptible. So we got our warning shot, and I hope you traded the warning shot. I traded the warning shot, but I traded it on Friday night. On Friday night, I went onto a Spaces with Mario Norfolk, and I said, guys, at the time, USDC and USDT were one-to-one. -one. I said, guys, this doesn't make sense. I know that Circle Bank or Silicon Valley Bank, and because I know that, I know that they must have had some kind of exposure. And I tweeted at Jeremy earlier, and I said, Jeremy, like, you've got to say something. And he did. He came out and said, we've got $3.3 billion in, um, in, in, in that bank. So, I mean, it's almost like we're living in this dream scenario. We're living in a crazy, crazy, crazy dream scenario. Someone actually tweeted, this guy called Huff House Nine. He tweeted, he says, bull and bear scenarios, but he said it in fictional quotes. SVB, so he's almost saying like, I mean, bull scenario, fictional bull scenario could not really happen. SVB depositors will be made whole. We have received the full 3.3 billion circle. And due to recent events in the banking sector, we felt it was prudent to postpone this month's planned rate hike. And then we got all three of those. We're living in a dream scenario. And if you don't respect, if you don't respect this pump, I'll tell you what you're going to feel like. You're going to feel like that idiot that didn't respect the COVID pump and thought the COVID pump was going to, was going to, to, to change after the Fed basically said, hey, we're printing money. We're in the same boat. We're in the same boat now. And that's why we've got to finish this so quickly so I can get into go back and actually do some buying. Or maybe I'll just do the buying with you guys. That just makes things a lot easier. We've got to also look at the altcoins. We have to look at which narratives are running because you can see certain narratives are bouncing up better than others. So we see Render, the AI narrative, bouncing back, back to $1.20. We see the Layer 2 narrative of optimism bouncing from $1.85 yesterday to $2.46. We see the Chinese narrative of conflux bouncing 33.1% um, today. Should show you which narratives are going to perform this bear market. The gaming narrative immutable X back to 92 cents. Um, we're going to talk about this because we, it's not about buying everything or anything. It's about buying some good things. And that's what we have to, we have to be here together. We have to decide what it is to, to, to do it. Let me know in the comments, if you are respecting the pump, let me know if you are respecting the pump. Um, but it's, listen, it's not all roses. So yes, of course we are getting this, this run. We are getting Bitcoin at 22,433. Let's we could check the stock markets. The, oof, this bond rate has gone down tremendously. The Dixie is under 104. The Dixie is under 104. Um, you've got, look at the 10-year treasury yield down to 3.47. And then you've got the S&P. You see, the S&P is telling you that it's not all roses because the S&P is down 1.44%. It's not all roses. And I'm going to show you where the thorns are on these roses because there are, it's, you know, like a rose is, it's a rose. And it's thorns. So I'm going to show you where the thorns are. So I'm going to make sure you don't actually hold the thorns. Because if you hold the thorns, it can be very sore on your wallet. So we've got to be um, very careful. Um, it's a big week also. And I'll show you why it's such a big week. So you had Biden come out a few minutes ago and speak about Silicon Valley Bank. And I'm going to play that for you guys in a couple of minutes. Um, also, this week, if you look at the week, it's, there's a lot of stuff happening this week. Even after this, the Silicon Valley Bank thing. So for one, you've got you've got the deposits available on Monday. You've got CPI inflation tomorrow. We're going to talk about CPI inflation tomorrow. 
Wednesday, you've got PPI inflation. Then Wednesday, you've got retail sales. Then you've got jobless claims on Thursday. So this is a huge um, uh, uh, week this week. And now even more so because of the deposits. The truth is, though, that a lot of these events, which would have been the be-all and end-all this week if it wasn't for Silicon Valley Bank, actually aren't that important anymore. Like one of the events that, that is happening this week is we're getting the CPI inflation numbers, right? And there are a whole lot of expectations of, um, of where the CPI inflation numbers may actually come in. Some people are saying 6%. Some people are saying 6.1%. Ultimately, that's good because if you look at what the previous inflation numbers were, it went from 8.2 to 7.7 to 7.1 to 6.5 to 6.4. So if we get 6% on the inflation, that's amazing. But to be honest, that is actually a little bit irrelevant now in the big scheme of things. Because remember that the reason why we want inflation to come down is because we want Biden to stop, well, not Biden, we want Powell to stop increasing interest rates. We don't want we don't want the Fed to keep increasing interest rates because when they do, they slow down the economy. When they slow down the economy, they obviously bring down markets. And because Bitcoin is a market and relies on liquidity, then we don't want the Fed to do that. And so now, this is not actually that important because what you can see, and this is something to see is, right now, there is a 31%, or now a 22% chance, this is moving very quickly, of no interest rate hike at all. And there's a 77.5% chance of a 50 basis point rate, rate hike. Sorry, of 25 basis point rate hike. So th that's actually quite big. 22.5% are saying there's going to be no rate hike at all, which is, by the way, where I'm at and where I've been since last week, Friday, which I went on to Mario Space. I said, guys, I know right now the probability of a 50... There was a 70 basis point rate hike um, for 50%. And now I don't think that there's going to be a, a rate hike at all. And the reason why I don't think there's going to be a rate hike is because we always said the same thing. We said the Fed can continue to increase rates until something breaks. Ladies and gentlemen, on the weekend, on Friday, we saw something break. What broke was the US banking system. We started seeing a whole lot of cracks in the U.S. banking system. We saw that most U.S. banks, what they did was they went and bought. I'll show you why. We did speak about this over the weekend. But some people, because it was a weekend class, they weren't actually present. That's the problem. So if you were, just tell me you were present. But a lot of people weren't present on the weekend. Now, the reason what broke is this. Because there was no yield in the time of COVID, the Government, the banks went and bought long duration bonds to go and find yield. And they were buying long duration bonds to lock in 1% yield. Problem is, as you can see, the interest rate went up. And when the interest rate goes down, these bonds become less and less valuable. Now, what that means is that if the, if the bank has a bond that is becoming less and less valuable because interest rates are going up and people want their money back from the bank and they realize that the bank doesn't have this money because the value of the bonds that it's holding have actually gone down. Well, that is what causes a bank run. And so that's what we got. We got a huge bank run on Silicon Valley Bank. I'm sure you've heard about it. We, we saw that a lot of companies were invested in Silicon Valley Bank. For us, Circle was the most important one. There were a whole lot of other companies. Ripple, 
was 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 uh, sorry ripple was um, also exposed to silicon valley bank a lot of companies were involved it, it were exposed to silicon valley bank and it's not only silicon valley bank in the us there's also silicon valley bank in the uk and a whole lot of other things and there was big concerns around the fact that if silicon valley bank went down the tech sector in the united states would absolutely collapse which is where the big concern is and luckily what we had over the weekend was that everybody was working very 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 hard to try and salvage the situation um because they realized just how bad the situation is i saw gary tan who's one of the big tech investors in the us he said regulators need to step in to backstop all depositors because if not 40,000 silvergate bank deposits uh, not silvergate silicon valley bank depositors are small businesses they won't be able to make payrolls and he said that this is the innovation hub of the united states and the, the us relies on this innovation Anyway, listen, luckily, not luckily, but the government, the US government came out over the weekend. First they made an announcement or Janet Yellen made an announcement. Listen to this. Well, let me be clear that um during the financial crisis, um there were um investors um and owners of systemic large banks that were bailed out and were certainly not looking and uh the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again but we are concerned about depositors and are focused on uh trying to meet their needs so she assured people that even though they're not going to bail out the banks and make the equity holders hold because listen if you were an equity holder in a bank you knew what risk you were taking you should have gone and read the sec documents and you should have seen that these banks had mismatched in maturities but if you're a depositor in the banks she basically assured the depositors that the depositors would actually get their money back which was a first sign that we were going to get stability and if you were watching the chart of usdc and usdt that's kind of like when everything started turning because then people started to realize hold on a second hold on a second they actually are going to um uh salvage the banks they actually are going to help the depositors anyway couple of days minutes hours later everything was moving so quickly the 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 fed and the treasury had pressure to get this done by the end of the weekend because imagine coming into monday morning's market and not having a plan to rescue the banks can you imagine what would would have happened there would have been a bank run on ep- of epic proportions and what we would have known or what we knew is we actually knew that it wasn't only silicon valley bank that had this problem all banks had this problem in fact there was 620 billion dollars in the economy that had exactly the same problem as the problem that silicon valley bank had so it was a big thing and the fed had to come out by by monday morning and that's exactly what they did they came out by monday morning and this is what they said they they issued this statement over here they're saying after receiving a recommendation from the boards of the FDIC and the Federal Reserve and consulting with the president secretary yellen approved actions enabling the FDIC to to complete its resolution of silicon valley bank santa clara california in a manner that protects all depositors depositors will have access to all their funds starting monday 13th of march no losses associated with this will be borne by the taxpayer so they came out that and they also in that announcement which by the way um they said 
We are also announcing similar systemic risk with Signature Bank. And we're going to talk about the Signature Bank thing a lot because they slid it in here that they closed down New York, which was closed today by its state chartering authority. So the state closed down Signature Bank. And that's a big, big, big threat to us. I'm going to show you why. All depositors of this institution will be made whole. So here, the Fed made both Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank whole. And what they indicated with that is basically that depositors are going to be made whole. They said, look, we're not protecting people that invested in equity. We're protecting depositors. So this is not a bailout. This is a, a backstop because we're not protecting equity holders. And so you can see that this is what the banking sector looked like today. Because what these people realized is that if you hold equity in the bank, it's probably going to go down to zero. Probably, probably, probably going to go down to zero. But if you're a depositor, you'll be fine. And so effectively, what they've done is they've guaranteed they've guaranteed bank deposits, which is a kind of stimulus because it means that if people lose, then the Fed is just going to backstop them. And you can see that Joe Biden came out today, a few minutes before the show. I'll play this for you. Quick couple of minutes. Silicon Not Valley even. Bank and Signature Bank. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Last week, when we learned of the problems of the banks and the impact they could have on jobs of small businesses and banking systems overall, I instructed my team to act quickly to protect these interests. They've done that. They've done that. On Friday, the government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. Treasury Secretary Yellen and the team of banking regulators have taken action, immediate action. And here are the highlights. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills. So basically he said all depositors are going to be are going to be made whole. And he said, most importantly, that the taxpayer won't be fitting the bill for this. And you can see that despite this, since six o'clock this morning, there have been lines of people outside the branches of Silicon Valley Bank. Because they want their money. But the irony is that all these people are FDIC insured. And if, if you are FDIC insured, if you are an individual, then um, then then you were already FDIC insured because all individuals in, in the US that bank with an FDIC, FDIC insured bank get $250,000 automatic guaranteed protection. So that is what, what happened. It's a huge bailout because now the Fed has actually come out and effectively what they've done is what TED Talks Macro says. It's unofficial quantitative easing begins on Monday. It's hugely, hugely bullish. Um, it's a program designed to protect and backstop all depositors. At the same time, what we've also realized is that the Fed is realizing that they cannot continue to raise interest rates because if they continue to raise interest rates, the banking system is going to collapse. And so you can see right now that, the pro I mean, this, this chart is, is changing on a minute-by-minute on a minute basis. Um, let's see where we're at now. 
it's jumping right it was it was it was um very high there was a very 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 high probability of a no interest rate hike it keeps jumping what we can see though is that in december we are already pricing huge rate cuts now we we're pricing two to three rate cuts by december so now we're not only talking about we're not only talking about um uh uh rate no more rate hikes but now we're actually talking about rate cuts because the, otherwise the banking system is going to collapse and that is probably the beginning of 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 a of a great um uh bull i don't know bull bull market bull market bull run etc etc um i do want to show you this which is crazy i mean you know the mainstream media the washington post they took one thing out of this weekend that the if the svb collapse shows the fickleness of crypto money really i saw bitcoin going up when svb started to collapse and the only reason why usdc started to collapse was because it was caught up in the traditional financial system and that is effectively the warning shot that we got we got a warning shot this weekend and you know if you don't respond to a warning shot then you should actually get the real shot because the warning shot was we cannot be tied to centralized stable coins if we want to be operating in a decentralized world and when i talk about centralized stable coins i talk about usdt and i talk about usdc but i also talk about makerdao because if you think of dai dai is 50% collateralized by usdc so if your stable coin is collateralized by usdc that's not a stable coin that's an unstable coin because if 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 we get a repeat of what happened we're going to do the same thing the other thing that we saw this weekend i got to show you this so this is a, a a republican senator his name is thomas massey i think i follow him because i saw some okay i don't follow him but i did see some of his tweets this weekend um he says he got off a call with the fed the treasury the fdic the house and the senate and he said a democratic senator essentially asked whether there was a program in place to censor information on social media that could lead to run on the banks so what you can see is that the way that the politicians want to resolve this is the politicians or certain factions of politics i'm not going to i'm not going down the party route because when i do you guys get upset with me but certain politicians in certain parties the way they want to deal with this is they want to say that they want to put laws in place to to stop to censor information on social media that could lead to bank runs instead of changing the problem they just want to change the way that you and i communicate which is absolutely crazy absolutely when i saw that my blood boiled let's talk about um i i mean we did get a warning shot we got the warning shot i hope you listened to the warning shot about centralized stable coins this is what happens to centralized stable coins this is what can happen to centralized stable coins when they are if when they are reliant on the centralized banking system even though now it's nearly back at peg you could have lost all your money you could have lost a lot of money there are a couple of lessons here there are a couple of lessons here the first thing is we now know that that the bank is going to make these people whole and because these people are going to be whole the usd usdc should go back to a dollar that's we take that for granted but we learned a very 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 valuable lesson i'm going to tell you what the valuable lesson is okay this is probably the most valuable trading lesson that i'm going to teach you for the next couple of days weeks months okay listen when you see a stable coin depegging okay 
when you think a stable coin is going to depeg, immediately, as you believe, like I thought the stable coin was de going to depeg, and and the the it was still trading at one to one. Okay, when you think that a stable coin is going to depeg for any reason, you go to Bybit, and if you don't have a Bybit account, get a Bybit account or a BitGet account or an OKX account. They all have this, and you short the stable coin. And the reason why you go short is a very, very simple, is a very, very simple thing. Because if you go short at 99, let's just say you went short at 99. Okay, you realize that it was depegging, you went short at 99. What happens? The worst you can lose is 1%. The worst you can lose is 1% because it goes back to 100. A stable coin can't go above 100. The worst that you lose is 1%. But if it does depeg and you're right, you get to make all this downside, all this upside if you're short, for free. And so it's super important that you have an account at Bybit or BitGet or OKX, all of our partners. By the way, if you don't have an OKX account, get an OKX account because we're launching a promotion with them tomorrow that will blow you, absolutely blow your mind. And those people that enter first are the ones that are going to have the highest chance. But anyway, the trade here was to say, you think it's going to depeg, you go in as early as possible. Imagine you short this thing now at 99.35. The worst that can happen is it goes to a dollar. That's your maximum loss. But if it depegs and it goes to 80 cents or 70 cents or 60 cents, you get all that downside. The risk reward of that trade is the best risk reward trade in crypto. When you think a, a USD coin is going to depeg, you take the short. The same thing happened with Luna. You heard rumors that Luna was going to depeg. You take the short at 99 or at 98 cents. Your worst case goes to a dollar. 2%. Your best case, it goes to zero. You make 98%. Your risk reward is 50 to one, 48 to one, whatever the number is. So that is, that is the trade that I was taking this weekend. And then the other trade is when you know the fact, and we knew that Circle only had $3.3 .3 billion of exposure, then you take the long when it gets to 87 cents because you know the market is panicking. You got to grow some balls. You got to take these trades because if you don't grow some balls and take these trades... You're not going to get it. Exactly. Jay sees this. It's great risk reward, but you have to have a margin account. So if you don't have a margin account, open a margin account. There's a link below. You get $30,000 sign-up bonuses on Bybit, BitGet. And if you sign up with OKX, I promise you, when we launch the, this, this campaign tomorrow, you'll realize why I am why I'm so adamant that you guys open that account. Anyway, I hope, I hope you learn that. Right now, all's good in the hood. Circle have got their money back or they've got access to their money back. The coin is depegged. You got away. You got away very, very, very lightly. Very, very, very lightly. People are saying the market's pumping. Yes, baby. 22,000. Told you, we need to finish this the show so we can go buying or we can buy together. We can buy here together today. Let's carry on and we'll, we'll, we'll buy together today. So if you didn't take the warning shot, take the warning shot. We need to get ourselves off US dollar money. We're here in crypto, not so that we can hold the old dollars on the blockchain, but to actually move into um, into, into decentralized uh, uh, trading. And you can see that one person who's actually really doing that is CZ. He came out and said, look, you know, we do have 1 billion USD or very close to 1 billion USD, and it's sitting in BUSD. And we are now going to move that into... Bitcoin, BNB, and Ethereum. So what you're seeing is that CZ is saying, look, I'm going to take a billion and I'm going to buy. But he's also saying something else. He's saying, I don't trust 
centralized stablecoin. BUSD is issued by Paxos. Paxos is Paxos banks were signature bank. We know that because Coinbase, Celsius, and Paxos announced that they have exposure to Signature Bank. And what, what I think happened here was CZ just wants to get away from any kind of exposure to Signature Bank. And so he said, look, got a billion dollars that we own, $1 billion, we want to get out. People are talking about Jed. Jed really performed super, super, super well this week. It went to 105. It was one of the most, it was the most stable stablecoin out there. Anyway. This is the elephant in the room. This we have to talk about because I think in all our excitement of what's happening, we, we got to see the reality of what's happening also. The reality is that in the statement that the Fed published, which is this statement over here, what they slid in here, we are also running a similar systemic risk exception for Signature Bank New York, which was closed today by its state charting authority. All deposits of an institution will be made whole. As with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank, no losses will be borne by the taxpayer. You see, what they did was that they, they, they inserted something into the, into the, 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 what is that? Sorry. But what, but what is that? Oh my goodness. Um, all right, so so what you see is that they've closed down quietly when this happened. They closed down uh, Signature Bank. And remember, we spoke last week about how important Signature Bank was to the crypto ecosystem. Well, Signature Bank is now closed down, which is a very, very, very big problem because a lot of the crypto institutions moved away from Silicon Valley, from um, um What's the bank that closed down? Silvergate Bank last week. They moved away from Silver. They all Silvergate Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank. It's, it is confusing. You, you you will forgive me for being so confused. It's a very confusing situation. So, so um, we now have a situation where what these people have actually done behind our backs is yes, there was a bank run which was caused by the Fed, but, 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 but they have closed down two more of our crypto banks in the span of a week. So yes, it was disguised as a bank run and there was a bank run indeed. But the effects of the bank run on crypto are huge because what they did was they, first they closed down Silvergate Bank. We know that. We said that. Okay. Then now in the next weekend, the next week, they closed down Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. And now you kind of look and say, okay, well, what's left? What, what are the crypto banks that are actually left in the United States. So Jason Yanovitz, he says there's BCB, there's Crossover, there's Customer Bank, there's Jewel Bank, there's Mercury Bank, and there's Series Banks. Now, I don't know about you. I haven't heard of any of these banks. I mean, I've heard of Customers Bank. This is the problem. Because what they have effectively done is, and I said it, don't be fooled by this bailout. We lost Signature Bank over the weekend. The three biggest banks in the U.S. are now gone. There are actually no real off-ramps and off-ramps, uh, on-ramps and off-ramps, which actually remain by the, in, the, in the U.S. No more. Finished. Because they closed them all down. So, yes, there was a bank run. Yes, there was a bank run. But what happened now as a result of this bank run is they have destroyed all of our banks. We don't, we don't have any more crypto on-ramps and off-ramps. If you're in the U.S., it's a big problem. You've got to ask yourself a question. Can we have a crypto bull run? Without, without the US. 
without the ability of the US to put more money into the into the economy, into the crypto economy. Go to ask yourself that question because for me, that's the one thing. Remember I said to you, it's about roses and thorns. It's about roses and thorns. I've given you the roses, no more interest rate hikes, uh, people realizing that the only safe and sound money is Bitcoin and crypto. All of those are the roses, but the thorns are this. These are the thorns. They have destroyed all of our crypto banking, which is a big, big, big problem. Big, big, big problem. We can hope that Asia are the ones that can help us carry this this bull market. We, we can hope that uh, that if it's not Asia, it's going to be Justin Sun because he's minted $400 million dollars of USDT in the past couple of hours. So he's going to start buying. Maybe he's doing this. Let's quickly look at the bubbles. Let's just see what's what's happening here in the bubbles. I did buy some fracks. I bought it at about 750, trading at 846. Not so bad. I bought Optimism 193, trading at 237. Fantastic. Um, I bought BitGet token, as I told you guys. Um, I bought Conic. I bought Conic. I paid... Under five, under six dollars, five something. I bought Conic. We've got to talk about which narratives are going to be the ones that that actually drive this uh, this thing. So quickly, let's let's look and just quickly look at at, at the bubbles and see. Hold on, this before we go to the bubbles, I actually want to go somewhere else quickly. I want to see something. I want to see if we can if we can degen a little bit. Bubbles. I actually want to go somewhere. Okay. Else. So. Okay. So first of all, first of all, first of all, go here now and just sign up for Sniper School because. Remember, it's only a few people that are going to get in and there's a big announcement tomorrow about getting in. Uh, it's free. You, you sign up for free. Don't, you don't have to pay anything. All right, let's talk about... Um, also, also remember, just, just remember that um, you must sign up with one of our partners here. You can get... Because then you can trade these these things and we're going to be talking about a lot of these trades. Bybit, OKX, and BitGet. You can get different uh, sign-up deposit bonuses here. Lastly, before we go into altcoin, um, another one of our sponsors that is worth mentioning is you need to open an account on Deribit if you haven't opened an account on Deribit. The reason is they are launching a um, they are launching a new DVOL, which is a derivative product on volatility of Bitcoin. That, that launches at the end of March. So I think open an account and we'll talk about how to trade this DVOL before we actually talk about altcoins. So you got it. Go and, go and open up those accounts. Trust me, especially the OKX account. The OKX kind of super important because it's, it's becoming a first come, first serve tomorrow. All right, let's talk about altcoins. Let's look at the narratives which are running. So what we can see is that the same narratives that were running before this, this boom, before this run are the ones that are running now. Chinese coins, you can see, Conflux. You can see that the AI coin, so graph, which is the graph, which is, they call it an AI coin. It's not really an AI coin. Render um, are starting to run. Then the liquid staking protocol, so Lido, Frax, also up. Those those are up. Um, Maker's up, but Maker's only up because Maker got destroyed when when um, when this this the when people realized that it was fifty four percent backed by USDC. So they got they got absolutely destroyed. So that's the narratives that are running. I think we'll spend some more time on altcoins tomorrow. Let's just quickly look at what's happening on the market. I've got the Banter Research Group open in front of me. Uh, let's just see, because this is where this is where we see if there's anything that's happened while I've been on the show, and that's that's usually the most important uh, the most important thing. Okay, so this is a good tweet by Nick Carter. What Nick Carter is saying, he says, when I walked, when I warned about 
Operation Chokepoint a month ago. I didn't think in a million years that they would go 100x further and actually take down the top three crypto-facing banks. It's breathtaking. It wasn't an accident. It was a demolition. This is what I've been saying. This is Operation Chokepoint. It was a demolition. It was, it was terrible. Um, I see that we're talking about Arthur Hayes. I'm going to try to get Arthur Hayes onto the, onto the show this week uh, to tell us what he thinks of the bear market. I am quickly looking. I'm quickly looking to see what's going on here. Banks are just getting destroyed. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The banks, Western Alliance sinks 76%, halted. PacWest halted for volatility. It's not looking good on the main markets. Um, I do want to see what Coinbase is doing because it's very important to see what Coinbase is doing. 54.74. Yeah. Okay. So it is up a little bit today, a couple of percent today. Um, a little bit today. Let's just have a look and see what's going on here. Uh you just see there's a lot of stuff coming through. So I'm reading it as quickly as I can. I see someone's talking about the history of cycles. Yes, we see that. Um, okay. This is what's happening with the banking stocks right now. Look at that. Not looking good for banking stocks. Look at these, look at these moves. These are like like these are crypto type moves in, in the banking sector. Huge, 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 huge. All right, listen, we got, if you got any questions, I've got a couple of minutes here to spend with you. Um, you tell me what you want to know. Here I am. Here I am, ready, ready and waiting to do to do some Q&A. We don't do much Q&A, but I think we, we definitely should get into it. In the meantime, I am watching the research group. I see exactly what's happening on the research group. Um, yeah, let's see what if you guys have any questions. Let's go. Run's thoughts on Injective. I love Injective. I think it's one of the ones that is really going to bounce. Let's quickly look at Injective together and see if it has bounced. If it hasn't, if it hasn't bounced, it's probably going to bounce. Let's see it here. It hasn't bounced. It, it, it could bounce a lot more. I mean, it bounced a little bit. Let's quickly look here. Let's put on a daily and let's look at. Okay, so. Uh, it it has bounced a lot from 245 to 366. I think this thing goes. I think Injective is one of my favorite plays to go. I'm quite. I'm very long. Very 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 long. Injective. Um, how will bank issues affect Filecoin? There's no real link between Filecoin. Filecoin is launched. Has launched today. I think it's smart contract blockchain. Um, let's quickly look at Filecoin. I'm a buyer of Filecoin at five dollars. That's my number. It's 589 now, so I'm not a buyer, but I am a buyer of Filecoin at five dollars. Um, ICP, I don't like ICP. ICP is too complicated. They, they, you know, like when, when, when someone goes to try and do something too ambitious, that for me is ICP, and I think it's too ambitious. Kuji, I like Kuji. Um, someone says, Why she doesn't love me? Why she doesn't love me, bro? I don't know, haven't seen it, don't know. Um, world mobile token, not a fan, not a fan. All right, listen, guys, that's it for today. Remember that I'm going to be on Mario Spaces now. I'm going to join Mario Spaces now. So if you want to you want to carry on this discussion, let's go to Mario Spaces. If not, I'm going to see you guys later on today. In exactly four and a half hours on our channel, we're doing a DCA with Larson, um, CTO Larson and James. We're going to be talking about all of this. So we'll see you there. I'll see you guys then later. Until then, trade well, my friends.